And so this becomes the actual process of health care. Yes. It really does become a paradigm for human change and transformation in any field. And that's part of whether it's transformation in the political process or transformation in education or transformation in healthcare itself. The essential points are what are being established with an integral health care moment of plugging into all four quadrants, plugging into all the entire spectrum of consciousness and body to mind to spirit and having that present and active and aware and connected to the I and the we and the it moment to moment. Right. And that becomes the model, the paradigm. Yeah. One of the things that's very useful is we have to have an opportunity and a time where healthcare workers are taken off site where they can get together for two or three days, you know, where they can maybe have many moments of silence and healthy eating. And this is what begins to transform um, the worldview of how do we come together, how do we really enter into deep dialogue. There's only, you know, just knowing about the protocols and the treatments. I mean, everybody expects that to be done right. But it's this other level of relationship that happens. And one of the things that I'm, I'm sure that you have seen in healthcare and you know know about is is the incredible suffering that that goes on within uh, healthcare and when healthcare providers can't really deliver what they know they are capable of qualified to do, and when they can't meet that, there is an ethic of care that is absolutely breached that just causes enormous suffering. Yes, yes. So what happens then, and the the beauty, and this can be, of course, be done in an hour session in the hospital, but it's not a one-time. It has to be a process where it becomes part of continuing education. And also one way to increase this is that knowing that every one of these (laughs) 50-minute sessions will lead toward continuing education, and it also, you know, nurses are always having to sit for recertification or recertify, and these are opportunities for education that just, you know, are inspiring to them. But where I wanted to go with this is how do we help nurses and healthcare workers, and again, you can bring, you know, people together on the team, is addressing this suffering and the moral distress and really the soul pain that's there. Right. And so what is so important in suffering is it's not just symptoms. Suffering is the individual story around the suffering and, and right. it's physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual. Right. And it, and it, it really is... When I was saying that moral distress, it's it is that anguish that is experienced, internal or external, by healthcare right. workers, right. and they just you know it's a, a threat to who they are, to, to their integrity and and their fulfillment of you know their intentions in the work. So if we address the moral suffering, and this is where you know there are the tensions and conflicts, and it. Um, really in, involves that level of, you know, how do we find the balance in the work? Because when you're working with someone that is dying, people now that are losing jobs right and left, uh, right. it's just, you know, it's it's unending what the things that can cause suffering. Right. But if we don't address the suffering, people will absolutely collapse. Yeah. And this is indeed what 
you know, makes people leave the profession. It's what makes people have to move toward, you know, alcohol and right. drugs uh, right. to save them. But but once we help people connect with, oh, they've got this soul pain. Other people have got it too, and then to come into this deep dialogue. What, what we know from, you know, just to put a few words on this in the literature right now is. A lot of healthcare providers, or they are in what is called mute suffering. Yeah, they can't find their voice. They don't express themselves, and they keep on suffering silently, and they get depleted. Yeah. But in coming together, then with creating a dialogue, three to five people, you know, having sessions where they're twenty, thirty, and I certainly do this work where we have forty and fifty but working with people that can help facilitate the small groups within the larger group. Right. Then all of a sudden it moves to a level of expressive suffering. Right. And it is this expressive suffering that is defined in the literature where people learn how to begin to articulate and also to communicate and share their process with others. Right. And then doing this for a while then takes us to that third level. And this, then, is the new identity in suffering. Suffering is part of living, but we have a way to not only cope, but find the balance and the harmony. And this is where the integral life practices move us. Right. 